Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. That's what the whole point. Bro, I've known. I've learned one thing: not to smoke too much weed before a fucking interview. Because I got asked one time, they were like, "What's some artist you want to want to start working with?" And I was just like, uh, "I don't even know." I was like, I even... Well, people watch this podcast not realizing it's called Bucked Up. Like the whole point of this podcast in the beginning was me just getting stoned with people and talking, getting fucked up, and then up. like people started actually watching it and like wanting me to do more serious interviews, but I continued to just keep getting stoned. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll see what it brings us. I had to pull up to your studio. I'm excited <laughs> to be here, man. Yeah, Thank we out you. here, man. We out here. It's how the universe works. Yeah, the universe works in weird ways. You hit me up sure. right when I was about to hit you up because you just had some big ass. Uh, yeah, I, had, I, had a, I just had to share the story. So, the, you know, the, the the vinyl that I just dropped kind of makes more sense and resonates with the people more, you know? Yeah, so you just dropped uh, a two-song EP. Yep, Holland Nash joint and a Benny joint. Yeah, Conway, Wes, and yeah. Benny. Seppington did the art. Yeah, he did. Shout us to Sepp. How'd that all come together? Shit, man. Um, a while back, you know, I saw I saw how they were building Griselda, and I just it was different, man. It was like it resonated different. I haven't seen some shows like that in a minute, and I was just like, you know what? Let me let me invest some money, and I you know hauled at Wes. And you know we worked some shit out, and he was like, "I was still, I was still trying to haggle him too. I was like, oh, can I get like one more track for this price?'" He's like, "Yo, listen, man, some shit's about to happen that I can't even talk about, but just know that you're never gonna see this price again." And I know at that moment, like I think Rock Nation was kind of looking at him, so I thought there was gonna be that. But like a week later, I mean, I pulled the trigger, but then like a week later, the whole shady shit went down, and I was like, "Holy shit, damn." I'm like, all right, it's time to, you know, rebrand. Because at the moment I told him, you know, I'm rebranding my name. So this might take like, you know, a year or two for me to put out. Is that cool? He's like, yeah, it's cool. But the shit just like, just progressed from there. Just got like, it's like I invested into like an Amazon or Tesla stock back when it was like, you know. Yeah. And the shit just blew up. And I was like, holy fuck. Why did you sit on it for so long? Um, Like I said, I was in the middle of rebranding. And so I wanted to put some more work in some more groundwork in, you know, like, like I dropped some SDNAC excellence, um, you know, just working with crime, working with the homies, Primo, RLX, just putting in the more, you know, groundwork. Yeah. But you always had that. Like I had that. And then like throughout the, throughout the way I linked up with Benny, I got some tracks off of Benny. Um, and then from there, you know, I was ready, but you know, just life kind of put me back a little bit. My brother passed away. So, that kind of took like two years off of my time to kind of recoup. Did you stop making music? No, no. I, you know what? I I pushed harder, and I think that's what kind of kind of made me feel like you know exhausted sometimes because I didn't really take out the time to deal yeah. with those issues. You know what I'm saying? I just kept working, working. You know? Yeah. But and then it finally catches up. Yeah, finally, like, you know. But you know, a couple of trips to Columbia fixes that shit, and <laughs> I'm back. You know? Why was right now the time? You were um, telling me. Do you want to give the full story? Because yeah, yeah. we were talking let's, about let's, it a yeah, little let's, bit. Let's run it through. Let's run it through. Um, so recently, my man, a thousand words, just threw on that show, the cookout. Shout out thousand words. Yeah, that's the homie right there. 
So he threw that show and, um, you know, it did really well. Wes came out and like two days later, I was in the studio just, you know, doing some work and started thinking like some ideas because I liked the shit that he was doing with the OBI strips. So I was like, yo, I want to like try to incorporate your pitches and the OBI stuff that I have at Westside. And he hits me back and he's like driving to Buffalo. And I'm just like, what? It's like fucking 1030 at night, bro. And, you know, tells me a little bit about what's going on. I said, fuck, all right, let me, let me, uh, shit, let me fucking rearrange some shit. Let me see if I can and do the it. The shit in Buffalo was Wes bought out the first two rows at eight. Yeah, he just wanted, you know, I think he just A-W. wanted, he just wanted a thousand to come out and build with them. Um, I yeah. think they had some stuff to talk about, you know, thousands doing some great shit. So, you know, that man works hard, so it's, doesn't go unnoticed. Um, so boom, you know, I make I make shit work. You know, we go out there, we go to the whole AEW wrestling stuff. That shit was real dope. He performs. Yeah, he performs, you know. Like I had no idea what I was even to expect. I uh, hooked it up with, you know, some hoodies that no one else has in the world, but the people that went there, you know, from the man himself. Like it doesn't get no better than that, you know? Yeah. That shit was unreal at that moment already. So And did Wes know who you were at this point? I doubt it, man. This this man is, you know, he's big now. He took off. I, I you know I've I've seen him a couple of times throughout those years. You know, I remember he came to Boston did a show, and I was like, you know, but at the event he didn't know. No, nah, probably not. Most likely, you know, I'm not gonna lie. But when he was in Boston, I made sure I checked back up with him. That was like, three- Rip, I'm just saying that for the point of the story. Yeah, of of he didn't know who you nah, were. I didn't know who I was. And then you were. I was just with a thousand at that point, yeah. you know, like for all he knows, I was just this homie that gave him a ride out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so boom, we do that. And, you know, we're, we're walking back to the whip after the wrestling shit. So, and I was like, oh, let me grab a flick with you real quick. And just to get some small talk in there real quick. It wasn't even about the picture. I can care less, you know? Yeah. But boom, got the picture. And that's not the picture that I posted. The the pitch this picture I'm talking back uh talking about is on the back of the OBI that I have. But anyways, you know, I mentioned to him, yo, you know, I, I did some tracks with you back in the day. Um I'm just out here out of respect to make sure I'm still good with releasing them. And I know the last time I spoke to you in Boston, you said I was good, but that was like two years ago. So and I'm like, it's a hall and ass joint. And he's like, Oh, word? He's like, a hall and ass joint? He's like, I got to hear that. I'll be in the studio all day tomorrow. I was like, all right, cool, fuck. I was only going to stay the night, but, you know, just got to stay on another night. Yeah. <laughs> so you spent the extra day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely spent the extra day. So then, next day, me and the thousand just rolling around, getting his pitches with Claire, you know, east side flip. Yeah, waiting on that call for Wes to go to the studio. I get to the studio, and we're there all fucking day, bro. He's working on the Armani Caesar stuff, so there's no real good time to be like, "Hey, you want to hear those tracks?" You know, you got to be patient. You got to wait your turn, and you know, shit, like three o'clock, four in the four in the morning, I'm still there, and you finally get the chance to play the tracks. So I play the tracks. I play all four joints that I have. And he just looks at me and goes, who the fuck is this man right here? He goes, so someone pat him down right now. And I start laughing. And he's like, I don't know, man. 
He goes, actually, you know what? Play those two joints again. The Holland Nash and Benny joint. So I'm like, all right, cool. I play them joints. And they finish, and he's like, I don't know, man. These are, these are kind of old. He's like, I don't know what I can do. I'm like, I know, bro. That's why I'm out here out of respect. You know, I want to go through the proper channels. He's like, all right, all right. Yeah, we're going to flip a coin. I'm like, what? You know, flip a, tell me I just drive seven hours and the amount of money I invested a couple of years to have everything fall on a fucking coin toss, bro. I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, come on, don't do that to me, bro. I'm trying to change my life. He's dead ass serious. He's dead ass serious. A coin. Yeah, right? So we flips it. You know, his man's like, yo, call it in there. I'm like, yo, tails, tails never fails, right? Yo, that fucking coin. It was an up and down drop. That shit dropped, spun. <laughs> Your heart spun. Spun, <laughs> rolled, rolled to the, the leg of the chair, hit the leg of the chair, spun again. When that shit happened, I'm like, yo, I'm fucked. Boom, heads. I lost. I'm sitting there now thinking like, fuck. Fuck, bro. Like, yeah, you know, I kind of, I'm still doing my thing on the side. You know what I'm saying? I run with Matega. All that shit's all, you know. It's just steady, but this is something I've been wanting to draw for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So it's history. For, yeah, yeah. For it, for it to not really go planned, it was like, you know, damn, this sucks. <laughs> Over a coin toss, too. That's a fact. That's a fact. But, you know, now he's sitting there and I'm like, damn. I'm like, you know, what, what can we do? How can we make this work? You know, talk to me. It's, I'm, I'm here. You know, and he's like, you know, you, you can't release these on any streaming because, you know, my legal goons will come after you and there's nothing I can do. Okay. He's like, but if I was you, and he's got like a 15 second pause. If I was you, I'm fucking sitting there on the edge of my seat, like, come on, bro. Like, and I me. know exactly how he's paused yeah, for 15 know? seconds. So, <laughs> so, so fucking, he says it again. If I was you, but I'm not you. And I'm still sitting there like, dog, what the fuck? He's like, you're going to take those two tracks off. Use the Hall and Nash. Use the Benny. That's side A. That's side B. He's like, you can only release this if you got some fire art, too. I'm like, okay, like, who do you recommend? He's like, since the tracks are so old, it's got to be someone, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Okay, it's perfect. Like, who? He drops, you know, Sep's name, a couple others. And I'm like, yo, I, I already had some stuff a minute ago done by Sep. But I was only going to do, like, prints. So I was going to use it for album cover anymore. For that piece? For, for that same stuff. I had that same stuff. So, I, you know, I wasn't going to use it because it kind of got outdated. But, you know, when he explained the whole situation of how the tracks were in that point in time, it only makes sense. So I showed him the art, and he goes, "That's fire! That that's it right there." And I showed him some other art that I have that I'm using for like the, the inner sleeve, like on some designer stuff. Usually it's white or black. Yeah. This is more of a printed, you know. So once he saw that, I think he was like, "All right, this dude's serious." So then he tells me to get up. I said, "Yo, get up! We're gonna take a picture right now." I get up. I go like the corner. He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, we gotta sit in front of the board." Oh shit. 
It's like the cosine fit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's that real shit. And he asked you. Yeah, that's that's. So that's why you know what I'm saying. Like most people might look at that picture and say, "Oh, this dude asked for a picture," and he's writing all. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not the case, man. He told me to get up and take this picture, and he like, lost the coin flip. And so and he still gave me the blessings to you know do do what I need to do with these two tracks, and um, you know, take the picture, and he's like, "You're gonna post this tomorrow." You're going to say something like this. The next day, you're going to post the art. He goes, on Tuesday, you're going to le leak the songs on YouTube and SoundCloud only. On Wednesday, you're going to put up the pre-order. You do that, then I'll know you're serious. I did that shit to the fucking T. You kidding me? <laughs> He's like, and you do that, all I want in return is a Christmas present. I'm, now I'm still like, like, what the fuck do I give a guy that's got everything? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this guy's got a Lamborghini. Give him like, a quarter. Oh my damn! But now nah, I got I got a few good ideas. So come Christmas time, you know what I'm saying? It's, and, and, it, and it's just about building, man. I think he just saw the respect I have for him. You know, at one point he did call. He's like, "Yo, you a G?" That is a crazy story. He's like, "Yo, you are a G for coming at me this way." And you know, I'll never block anyone's blessings. You know, he's a real humble man. You know, what was about the other two songs? Um, you know, he said they were dope, but he just said, "Yo, these two songs are bangers," he and said, they are. Both he's of like, them "You're gonna crazy. hit him over the head with these." There was maybe like I'm not, I'm not gonna say which one, but there was maybe like a filler in there, you know. But I had to have a dope ass intro that I started to play, but I cut off because you know, I was just trying to sneak in more like playtime. Yeah. But he asked to hit that the Benny joint, so I remember one of my mans was there and kind of gave me the eye like. Like, what are you doing, bro? Play the Benny. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have to say it. I just saw it in his eye. I was like, shit. So, How much did you pay? I mean, I can't, I can't disclose that. <laughs> yeah, just, Even just, this far into the future? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I can't. I understand. I, I can't just, yeah, that's just that's business, man. I can't. I feel you. That's just, yeah. It's not a good look. I understand. <laughs> but I'm thinking that is crazy that you just got know, four tracks. Yeah, now just, I mean, just know that. And what, that you never released them. What I paid for. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really waiting. It was just, you know, life, me rebranding. I didn't want to drop these tracks and have this new producing name. People were like, who the hell is this dude? What was I mean, your name beforehand? Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't think I can disclose that either. You're a very secretive dude. <laughs> you got the mask on. Yeah, no, you don't I'm a private person, man. I rock this mask. Sometimes I like to hip up, hit up some hip-hop events and just be a fan, man. Just not talk music or get haggled by rappers about beats, you know? Yeah. I'm there to enjoy. You know, I still did got love for this shit. Did you think Wes was going to bless you with it? Like, what did you think the outcome was going to be? Um, I don't know, man, because I remember throughout that whole studio session, you know, he was talking a lot, and he was one of the things he was saying, he never tries to block anyone's blessings. And he said that again after the whole thing went down. But, you know, that... That crossed my mind at that moment when I when I lost that. Like, hopefully, he still doesn't block my blessings, and and he didn't. That dude's a good man. You know, I, I needed to get that shit off the shoulders. I'm ready to kind of move forward on that now. Yeah, because I feel like that is a big weight. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I, I have so much music coming out. I got I got some stuff with SD Knack. That's the homie. I've known him for years. Uh, we got you know a little group project with the Montega boys. That's coming up. Yeah, soon. I want to talk about all that, but I do yeah. want to know why you're so secretive. Shit, because I fuck a lot of people's moms. 
<laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. You don't want a bunch of angry young teenagers yeah, yeah, knocking yeah. down the door at yeah. your studio. <laughs> no, like I said, I just like to keep it private, man. I like to uh, you know, just enjoy my my time as a human being and not be harassed by people. It's like I do this shit for a living, so sometimes I just want to, you know, sit back and drink a bar, a beer, and just fucking talk about other stuff. I agree, but I don't think a lot of people have that mentality. No, a lot of, course of people they want, think that, you know, and they want their work to be able to prove yes. to them that they're worth it in society. I went to AI, um, it was like a music college in uh, Brookline, and I had a professor there, and he told me this one story about like, you know, most celebrities they don't want to talk about what they do, and he realized that because he saw this dude Elvis Costello in Barnes and Noble. And, you know, he went over there talking to him about books or something. The guy talking to him for like 25 minutes straight. And then he brings up a little bit of music. And then he was like, you know, answers them. And he's like, all right, I'm out of here. As soon as the music got brought up, he, he dipped. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Well, I agree. I think that's why this podcast caught on. Not to like speak for myself, but like, I don't, I'm not a music journalist. I don't know anything about music other than I enjoy the energy that songs give off or I don't enjoy the energy that other songs give off. Yeah, I just want to have a conversation like Conway thanked me after our podcast. He goes, thank you for not asking me about Kanye. Exactly. It's like, I don't want to hear like that's how many times they get asked that. It's like, come on, man. It's like it's only so many times they can talk about it. But it's different for you because you are you just want your music to be completely separate from who you are. I mean, yeah, so to speak, yeah. Do you think it's because it speaks for itself? Do you not think about it? Like, I just create, man. I'm not, like I, I was telling you guys earlier, I'm not really too big on the technical aspect of stuff. Like, I would like if I could just create and make beats, but. But you went to school for it, which is funny. Yeah, that's more or less just not making beats, more or less just recording, engineering. So that got me, you know, to the point where I wouldn't be afraid to go sit next to, a, you know, behind a board. I would know how to signal flow and you know did you always know this is what you wanted to no um that's another funny story um in high school i would make mixtapes for the fun of it you know i would always buy all the mixtapes because that was the mixtape era so i'd have all the mixtapes and i would you know pick out the best songs sometimes throw instrumentals with some acapellas over them they probably were offbeat you know what i'm saying like stupid shit but I had a homie that, you know, I gave it to and he was like, yo, this is one of the best mixtapes I've ever heard in my life, bro. He's like, you got to air for music. You should go to school. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, didn't think nothing of it. But like that following year, he died. And that was one of my close, close homies. So, you know, high school's graduating. And, you know, my mom's like, what do you want to do? And I was the only, only shit that was coming in my mail was from the school that I was checking out in high school with him on the computers, you know, at the end of the year, you know, when the teachers let you fucking fuck around, do whatever. Yeah. That's, that's what I was doing. And shit brought me here, man. It's it's beautiful because you get to travel all over the, you know, the country, go to Columbia all the time. They got mad love for hip hop and us out there. That's um, a, so your friend, your, that's crazy that your friend said that to you. And it just kind of like that one, like affirmation. Yeah. That's like I said, it goes, goes back to the universe, bro. There's a lot of, a lot of weird shit. You just got to follow it. 
But you were saying that you were just going to school for recording and stuff. Yeah, but obviously, you know, it wasn't for that. It was the, you know, learn how to make beats. Producing? Yeah, it's just same time with the school. I was meeting kids that, you know, that trying to do the same thing, be, be producer, producers and just fucking, you know, try to you go, get after, out of go after that dream. What do you start doing? I graduated there and I just continued doing construction my whole life. That's what I've been doing. And, and at one point, Shit started kind of taking off, and I just said, fuck this work shit. Let me just put it all in my music, and it's been paying off ever since. You have a very delicate sound, and I want you to take that as a compliment, <laughs> where it's like... The fuck's that supposed to mean? It's like nah. classical. <laughs> like, it's... It doesn't seem like it would come from someone who is like a construction work. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah, I don't think you've heard some of the, the hard stuff I have. You I got, have listened to it, but even you've like... checked out Ransom Boulevard? Yeah. Yeah, that's some that's some hard shit. What do you mean? But that still, just sounds like it came from a construction. Right, I guess I used the Bukala. wrong... I guess I used <laughs> the wrong word for it. But it's very... Um, where do you think your your talent for creation came from? Ah... Uh, I'd have to say my brother. My brothers, since I was a young, young kid, I've been listening to hip hop. Like they were into Public Enemy, NWA. So I was a kid. And, you know, I remember when Wu Tang first came up, my brother was like, you know, asking my mom, can I get Wu Tang Clan 36 Chambers for Christmas? And she's like, Wu Tang, what the fuck is that? You know, like, yeah. And I remember hearing that album and just being like, holy shit. And hearing like Mob Deep. And just those beats, you know, I've always loved beats. So who doesn't in hip hop? It's a really important backdrop. And does he make music? No, he just, both my brothers were just heavy into music. They were just, you know. So why do you think you have it? I think, like I said, it just, my friends saying that shit to me. The universe just made Yeah, I just think, he, I think he just said I had a good ear for music and you should go to school, for, you should go to school or do, or try to do something with it, you know. And that was my end. Because that moment, I didn't know anyone in the industry or any, like, how to make beats. So I had to go to college, to, you know, but I've always had the love for it in, in me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, met some people along the way. I got to shout out to my man, uh, Sound Scientist. He's the dude that mentored me. He's one of my roommates. He's from uh, New Hampshire and probably one of the illest producers ever. He'll body anyone. I'll put any money on that shit. Fuck that. But now nah, he mentored me and he, at that at that time, I was already starting to make beats and I was like making like dip set type beats and he knew what I liked as far as like my music taste. And he was like, why aren't you making those beats? Like you're making dip set shit. So he kind of, he helped me. And one of the things back in the day, there was these blogs that would have all the samples for like the albums. So we would download all our favorite albums and have all the samples. And he would tell me, recreate your favorite beats. And I would start to recreate my favorite beats. And when I got that shit to a T, he would look at me like, I'll do that shit yourself. And the shit clicked. Like he was just training me and showing, you know what I'm saying? And the yeah. shit just clicked and started doing that same shit myself. Finding samples, finding your own drums, chopping them up, and just being creative. And now I'm here. <laughs> I, I do you you talk about like the universe and energy. Do you not think about like why you like I, why I, you're I don't, put I don't, in this? I don't question it, man. I just follow it. 
Now, those are those are vibes, and, and no, where, wherever it's good vibes, I try to follow. You know what I'm saying? Dizza has a lyric, and I'm gonna butcher it, but the sentiment alone is like when you stop trying to figure the universe out and just believe it. Yes, then you start growing. You gotta manifest, be positive. Your thoughts, the negativity. You keep thinking negativity. See, I'm fucked up because I'm a comedian and I'm yeah, a podcaster. That's, that's I overly my I think brain. That's a different type of negativity. I think it's humor. You know, yeah, it's more like. My brain just has to overanalyze like, everything <laughs> until it makes sense to me. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. I just want it's a different art form, man. It is. Yeah. Cause yours is about outward expansion. Yeah. Mine's more inward. Yeah, you're right. Support for Bucked Up is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Let me say they sent me the precision package and uh Life is so much better with aerodynamic balls. It includes the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BUCKEDUP at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BUCKEDUP at manscaped.com. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000 watt LED spotlight that you need for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on your bathroom floor. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping on manscaped.com when you use code BUCKEDUP. Again, that's 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use code BUCKEDUP. Let's get back into it. So when did you, how long until it became your job? Like, I'd say like fucking maybe about like three years ago, you know, when I linked up with crime, you know, my homie, him and when you did your rebranding, when did I, I'd say it was like, I think it's, if I look at my YouTube, I dropped excellence. With ST knock that's maybe 2017, 2018. So that was right around that time. Was that your first like big project? No, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say big because that was just the homie. Like, I don't really. I mean, he's he's a lot bigger now. It's beautiful to see where he's he's gone. But that, at that moment, I was just like, "Yo, I got this beat. You sound like you'd be fire on it." He loved it. Did it. I said, "Yo, we need to do a video." You know, hit my man's at the time to do the video, and it came out beautiful. And you know, had yeah. the had the BM, BMW i8 on that shit. So, so that was before you were rebrand. That was right as the rebrand. I already like changed the name because my old name. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I worked with artists like Crumb Snatch, uh, Rex, uh, Superstar Snuck. You know, shout out to Superstar Snuck. He's always looked out when I was really trying to grind and, and push my push my name out there. He would get like slain on my stuff, Jason, you know, Tyram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's always looked out. But your rebrand. Yeah, I don't 
Why? Why? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll, I can kind of like lightly talk about it, but the name that I had was at that time was a magazine came out, a record label came out with the same name. And, you know, I had, I just got those West Side tracks. So I didn't want to drop those tracks with that name and have any confusion. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. it's about time. And when I did Michelangelo, you know, my name's Michael Anthony and my grandfather's Italian. So whenever I would go over his house, I live right next door to him. He'd be like, Michelangelo. And just one day this shit just clicked to me. And I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to rock with. And then like the whole Renaissance shit like came apart and it was just like the name was already there. And it was like, just perfect timing, man. Just, you know? Yeah. I just rock with it, man. That's it. When did you link up with the Manteca guy? Let me see. So I've always been. I've always been rolling with Primo and shit. That's the homie. I've known him for over eight, ten years or so. And, you know, I think him and Crime just linked up off the strength of being Colombian. He saw, you know, there's not too many Colombians doing this shit. So I think when he saw him doing some shit, he just linked up with them off the strength. And uh, the next time I think they linked up was when Primo was doing a video with Jadakiss. And Crime came through. I met him. I talked. We did a little business. Um. You know, got some tracks off them and continue to build with them. You know, and over the years, like, you know, we'd come out to Jersey, he'd come back out here. And I think I copped in one more track off him. And he, he straight up told me after that, like, you good now, bro. Like, you did business right. Now we're all family. Like, you good. And whenever you need something, just holler. And just throughout that time, we all just got, all got closer. And we all linked up with our Lex. I would keep hearing about this Colombian producer from, from Davino, because he knew I, you know, worked with a lot of Colombians. So he said, I gotta introduce you. And shit never happened. But I, you know, I peeped one day online. I was like, oh shit, this dude's from Lawrence. And I think that's the dude that Davino used to talk about. So I hit him up, saw the music. I did a few tracks with him, kind of see, test the temperature and shit like that, see how he is. And a couple of tracks came out really dope. And one of the tracks was high standards. And we kind of like, he's been doing his shit, but that was like the really breakthrough for him because a lot of people jumped on that. And then yeah. we continued to do another single and we then we built Dolly. We dropped that and that shit just, it went over the world, man. Me and him get responses all over the world that just blow our minds, man. Like from the What do you think country. about your connection with him made sense? When did it make sense? Why do you think it Why? made sense? Um, he's a good dude, bro. Uh you know, when you make music with some people that are good vibes and you just kind of connect and it's real easy. It doesn't feel like you're fighting anything, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but what's that, the energy of Manteca? Like, what do you think it is? That's, that... a, that's a fan, that's a brotherhood, man. It's a family. We, we travel together. When we go, when we go spots, we're all together. You know what I'm saying if, if, if we're not together, it's something we're doing on the side that we have to, you know, but for the most part, we're always, we're always rocking with each other. Just a brotherhood. Yeah. That's you guys it. do you got you were telling me about going out to Colombia and doing all the uh well you didn't do DMT. No, no, I watched them do DMT though. You will next <laughs> you will next time. No, I will. I'll try it out. I'll try it out. But definitely. you were telling me about what was that thing that you were telling me I think about? It's called Rappe. Oh, shout shouts to H, DJ Ache. Um, yeah, the homie put me on to some stuff. It's like an indigenous type drug and it's called Rappe. And um they, I think he packs it in like this, like two, two prong pipe, and then he sticks it in, you know, and he blows it. And it should be like 
<laughs> you said decalcifies your yeah, third that's eye. So, I mean, that's what I was told. You know, I said it, it decalcifies your third eye, your pineal gland. What, what, uh, how did it affect you afterwards? Shit, man, I just felt like a weight of a lot of weight jumped off my shoulders. I think that was one of the things that kind of helped me deal with, uh, my brother's death out there reflecting and just actually processing it. And, um, you know, the, the colors out there were re- real vibrant and just a lot of reflection. Yeah. Just, it was good when though. did your brother pass? Um, about, I think three years ago. I don't know the exact date. And but... the, uh, he, the, that was the brother that showed you music? Yeah. Well, one of them, I have two older brothers. That was the middle brother. Um, but yeah. Do you, was it long enough that you are already in your making music? Like, was it oh, yeah. past three years ago yeah. that it happened? I was already, yeah. I wasn't sure because you used, you know, the death of your friend to, you know, yeah, help that, you that was real. Forward. That was real early on. That was like right at the high school. Of course, so. of course. But I didn't know if you, it was the same thing that that was yeah, a that catalyst was, for change. Yeah, not yeah. I don't know. I can't really call. <laughs> I can't really call. You know no, what I'm saying? No, I understand. Just flowing through life and just doing what feels right. I don't know. You know. Yeah. And do you feel like you can express yourself the best through like the product? That's your how you express yourself. I, I would music. say so. I mean, I think it's a it's a a channel that you can channel your energy through. You know, what I'm saying I think it's important. Do you it's probably my way that you know? Yeah, you said you do it through just energy. Like, do you go into your flow state? Like, what's your like creative process? I'm a creative process. Um. I just chop up a bunch of samples before time. I'll just dig. I'll have a whole day where I'm just digging and I'm just chopping up samples and little pieces that I already hear. And I make a, make a big ass folder. So when I'm ready to make beats, I'd sit down and boom, start getting after it. And if that's just not working, I got the next sample. And some people will like find a beat, you know, find a sample, start working on it. It might not work out. So then I got to go back, but that shit takes too long. So my process is real. Like, you know, yeah, I'll knock out sometimes like five beats in a couple, couple hours. Some days I'll only make two beats. Where do you, you find know? your samples? Anywhere, man. It's just. Well, you have a, we're in your studio. You have yeah. a ton of records here. I sample everything but country. I don't fuck with country. Is there, a, I guess now there's more country shit being ah, I don't sampled. Know. I don't it like is, that. It's fucking it's like the... sounds like shit. Yeah, no, I hate that. I hate country. <laughs> the, shit. the only the only shit I can rock with country is probably Johnny Cash. He's a G. Oh, you know who Sturgill Simpson is? I don't. So he's kind of like a modern day Johnny Cash. Is he? He does like that outlaw shit, but he uh, yeah, but is about he, like, but is he a G like Johnny? You know, what I'm yeah, saying? He, like, he sings about psychedelics. Like, right, crazy. Yeah, yeah, his shit's pretty dope. dope. Yeah, he's yeah, a, I like he's that. A I like that. See, Johnny Cash was he was like he really was about hey, the shit he was saying was like you know real yeah. life. It's funny when you were so I don't know anything about I didn't even know sample snitching was a thing until I like way too late into this podcast. Damn, Buck. Like I know Damn, you snitching on people. No, I did I asked a <laughs> producer where he got his sample. Oh, and he just he looked was, at you like what? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. out of here. But I it all clicked. <laughs> but it's funny because you were saying when you started listening to music, you would look for the samples of the albums. Yeah, yeah he taught me, man. Like my but why is it what's the change like why can't you like why was it okay back then to have all the samples out but now like, I, you, I, can't you know them. i can't really call it. i just think there's a lot of block spots and a lot of uh they all got taken down you know what i'm saying 
but I don't know. I think the internet at that time was just booming with like people that just want to get that information out. And I was lucky enough to kind of like soak that all up and like learn from that shit. Yeah. And see like a lot of the same samples on the, a lot of different albums like breaks and just, oh, these are the classic breaks, you know? And he would also show me like, all right, this record, look at the label. All right. Comes from capital. Look at more records. You see capital. All right. David Axelrod. He might not, not, might not be a David Axelrod record, but look, David Axelrod played the piano on this album. You know, like look for like these small little stuff. And he taught me that. And now I just threw all, all that shit out the window. I just literally. I but do you think it holds back producers coming up that you can't find samples of their favorite beats now? Um, I mean, shit, you can find it. It's out there. If you really do the digging on online, you'll find your your favorite song with a sample on it. There's someone out there snitching. <laughs> There's always someone. <laughs> no, I feel you. But it's worried that the label who owns the original song is going yeah, to Yeah, but that's all, that also goes back to, like, you know, hip-hop being on all these major labels and, and being at the forefront of music. Yeah. You know, now it's kind of, we're still kind of under the radar, so a lot of shit's still flying. Do you listen to Danny Brown? I have. So he was just talking about his album Atrocity Exhibition, which is an amazing album. And he said he's still in the red on that album because of clearing samples that the sa- he wa- the samples on it were so expensive. I think he said he paid something like 90,000 oh, for samples on that's it. That's disgusting. It was like his entire yeah, budget. The, the money yeah. he got for the album went all yeah. to samples. Oh, don't sample Michael Jackson or Prince, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. There's certain artists that just us producers know not to touch because it's like it's not gonna get cleared or or you'll get caught. Yeah, just the amount of money they're gonna ask for is just gonna Is it mostly that so many songs are put out that like they're not gonna find the like you can just put it out without clearing because who's gonna find that song? That's where you know I try to sample a lot of international stuff. Like I'll do I'll, I'll do a lot of Russia. And they're not coming over here and suing me, right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> like stuff that's like under the radar, you know. Like I just that's do a lot of- what I meant when I used delicate before. Is your yeah. samples that you use oh, yeah, are definitely. very different and very like oh, I, where the fuck did that come from? Especially have, on real life experience, the album you just dropped. I have a lot of knowledge, so I don't touch no sample that I've heard that someone's used, unless I can flip it to the point where I like it better or I know it's better, you know. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, I'm not, I'm not putting it out. So I really try to, I like breaking samples. Yeah. I like to be that first person. Like, oh shit, he was actually the first person to use that loop. Yeah. And I just, I look for obscure type shit, man. Like. What about Russian shit? Yeah, that's told you. But why? Well, uh, why? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I think it's just like the legal, like. No Russian's going to come I, over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I doubt they're going to, you know what I'm saying? So maybe I'll never be able to go over there. something about Russian music. No, no, like. I'm just, I'm talking about just any, any country over there for that matter that, you know. Yeah. But I'll, I'll sample French, you know, French type stuff. Have Italian. you made music in Colombia? Like when you're down there? Yeah. Did... Yeah, I did, I just did the beat set. Um, I've made beats while I was down there. I brought my equipment just to kind of vibe Have out. you ever recorded live yeah. musicians? Um, Live musicians? No. I've worked with live musicians. Yeah. But I've never actually worked hand in hand, like had them come here and record. It would be dope, like some Colombian shit. Yeah. Down. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. 
That would be dope. Maybe I can sample some shit and make something out of it then. Yeah. <laughs> well, how you said you've had this place where in your studio for a long ass time. You were telling me. <laughs> can yeah, you tell that... the story about famed female rapper? Yeah. Let's, let's go. Here. Let's do it. All right. He told me that he had Cardi B here stripping. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I'm going to say my man, this, uh, my man, Primo Prophet. <laughs> She was out here stripping, and you know they were looking for a little afty spot, and this is where they came. So, yeah, and you were there. Yeah. What year was this? Uh, I can't call. It was all before. This is before she was. Yeah, uh, she was just stripping, uh, man. Yeah, she was just stripping. Damn. Do you remember? Like, what was she like? <laughs> like, come on, it's, there has to be a story about that. She's, I mean, she's <laughs> wild, bro. You know, everyone yeah. knows how she's like. I mean, you know. Yeah, you ever seen that picture of Benny in the strip club with her? Like, no, I don't. Ago? We got we got videos though where she's shouting out "Money Mob" and all that shit. Oh, really? Yeah, nah. We I think I, we used it on a skit. Me and Primo Prophet, uh, Meta Bean, Meta Bean shit. So I think on the hook, if you're here in the background, we took some like video clips, and she's like screaming like. Y'all know who runs Boston Money Mob. So we use that shit in there, but you know, I probably went over people's heads. Did she tell you that she was like, was she like, I'm a rapper too? Nah, she was I don't even think she was rapping then, bro. Not at all. Uh, a couple years after, you know. If she did, I think we would kind of laugh if she did at that moment. Yeah. And it it would have been funny then to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm a rapper. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And boom, a, it's like, God damn. Sitting on a Hall of National. Yeah, nah, sitting on a Cardi B song. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> that that shit would be a lot harder clearing. <laughs> yeah, that would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Distro Kid's not going to. No, that's not going to. like that one, buddy. Today's episode is sponsored by Ohm with Emily. Emily is a meditation and yoga teacher, as well as an astrology and tarot reader. She uses yoga and spirituality to help others reconnect with their true self. She offers in-person and virtual one-on-one sessions for all experience levels. Find her online at omwithemily.com. That's O-M-W-I-T-H-E-M-I-L-Y.com or on IG at ohm.with.emily. DM her on IG and mention Bucked Up and she'll send you a free guided meditation. That's right, mention Bucked Up and she'll send you a free guided meditation. You can find her on IG at ohm.with.emily. Let's get back into it. When you were, when your friend told you that your music was different that you had a special talent do you see where you are now yeah i'm way ahead because at that moment i wasn't making music i was just making mixtapes i was just picking songs that were the best songs on the mixtapes and just putting them all into one cd and just you know like i said sometimes taking an instrumental find an acapella and having it lined up but they probably weren't the best lined up you know because i was still learning but mm-hmm. Yeah, from from there to now, man, it's it's a it's a blessing. When you were in college, did you see where you are now? I always had that drive, man. I had that hustle. Like that's one thing I can definitely say. Um, sometimes straight talent doesn't really cut it. You gotta have a, you have to have a little bit of push. Yeah, to be you know hustle and get after it. Yeah. So I think it's a good equal medium of the both. That's are you hard on me. your shit? 
What do you mean? Like, uh, like, are you self-critical? Yeah, I think we all are, man. I think that's why we, we try to put out the best music, you know? We try to, um, we all have a good ear for it, but there's always, like, sometimes some tracks, like, maybe the ones I think like, your least favorite on the album that end up being, like, a crowd's favorite, and yeah. it just kind of surprises you, but we all got to be kind of hard on our stuff. And isn't that, that's what pushes me to work harder, is because I'm never happy. Like, there's... Yeah. We were talking about this in there. There's people who get something. Yep. And then they're like, oh, you're not going to yeah. take a break now? No. It's nah, like, it's no. Like, shit just started, man. Uh, it's like everything you just did was practice. Yeah. And right now, everything counts moving forward. Yeah. It's like you probably, when you said you were talking to Wes, or like when I talked to Benny, they still talk like they're like at the bottom of the barrel. Because to them, they are at the bottom yeah, of the barrel no, you're right. compared to like, in their eyes, like a Playboy Cardi or a little baby who's selling out yeah. arenas, but to everyone else, they already put in the work. Yes, they already, but to them, it's there. like, no, yeah, we right. just started. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Yeah, like Wes was so happy that he got to perform at the AEW thing. You know, it was like you, you happy about that, like everything else you just did. Like, yeah. he was so proud of that. You know, so it was dope seeing him and kind of share that experience with them. What's moment. your proudest moment? Shit, man. I have to say that West Side shit. That shit felt like a fucking Godfather story. Tell me, flip a coin. Like, that shit was just a crazy experience from like the front, from the beginning of the story to the end. Cause like, even after I got the blessings and we're leaving that, we're leaving the studio throughout Buffalo, I was trying to find that store. We never close. And, um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, and we never we never saw it through the whole time. And so we're leaving the studio and yeah, bro, let's just fucking go back to Airbnb. Went to the Airbnb and right across the fucking street was that store. Really? Yeah, it was just like the cherry on the top, like everything, you know? Yeah. You know, woke up in the morning next day and went to Niagara Falls. Go peep that out. That shit was beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah. I had to. I mean, I just drove fucking seven hours. No, it's, it's like, only like 25 yeah, minutes. I've 22 gone to Niagara Falls said, like six times. 22 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, yeah, now nah, we yeah, have to go, bro. There. Show well, some my I man Tony. It is a beautiful story, even the losing the coin flip, because it's like, yeah, I don't know, bro. I was my my mind was blown. I was. Just Did you like, think it was over? Did you? I thought it was. Yeah, he was dead ass serious, man. Because like, at one point when he's doing the coin flip, he's he's in a chair, but he's got his legs up and his back's face to me. You know what I'm saying? Like on some fucking Doctor Evil type shit. Like he's talking to me with the coin, and I'm just like, "What the fuck, bro?" You feel like you're just waiting with his life. In ah, your it's head pretty much. That. I mean, I mean, not really, because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm still gonna get after it regardless of that. Yeah, you know, uh, the homies, crime well, apple, so primo, and our legs. Because we, you've created a whole lane and a musical persona that has nothing to do with that 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 is that is a cherry on top to what yeah. you've done already it's not like you needed that to be who exactly. you are in music exactly and that's what i wanted you know i didn't want that to be like oh that's it that's it for him you know like now nah, you're talking about i've been doing this shit i'm gonna continue doing this shit now it, now see you just answered the question that i <laughs> shittily asked you a hundred times in the podcast because it's like, yeah, you wanted to prove that those songs weren't like yeah. a fluke or whatever. Yeah. You wanted to prove. I mean, like I said, also, I mean, just people would, might look at that picture I posted and might think, 
oh, he asked Westside for the picture and he's writing this. So like, just tell the backstory. Like, nah, that's not what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that moment right there with that picture is when the business got done. It was like, that was that moment, man. It was a time capsule. And he liked how you moved, just like just like how you're talking about crime and Primo and RLX. They like that you moved proper. Yeah, I think it's just mutual respect. You see how someone moves, and it's if it's something similar to how you move, you can kind of relate, and you build, man, you know? There's and you lot... really love it. It's not like you're doing it to get a one-up. No, nah, I mean, this is this is my life, the culture. I've been doing this for a minute, you know? Yeah. There might, there might be times where I might not even listen to hip-hop, I'll just, you know, because I'm a producer at the end of the day, so I got to, you know, I got to take breaks from that. I got to listen to other music. And it'll be, t- it'll be like weeks sometimes I might not even listen to anything. And then I jump back into it, check out some albums. And I'm mostly just checking out albums to see what the producers are using for samples so I don't touch them. <laughs> mm. No bullshit. I like that. See, that's like a thing in comedy. A lot of comedians will be like, I don't listen to comedy because I don't want to be inspired by them but it's like i want to listen to a ton yeah. of comedy so, so you know I what know, to use. so i know oh they talked about that i'm not going to talk about yep. that and it's funny my jokes sometimes like get me in trouble because i try to make them so like personal <laughs> and unique like that no one would ever do it and that gets me in trouble sometimes but it's like that's how i create no that's what's up you know you gotta protect your craft you want to make sure no one ever tries to say some shit like oh no nah, this dude stole this yeah, and you want to love what you're doing. You don't want to lose the passion, and then it just becomes a business. For sure. You have to always kind of take those breaks to kind of come back so it doesn't feel like a business, you know? Yeah. Still got to be, like you know. Like, you not listening to hip-hop for a lot. It's like, yeah, you need to give your brain a yeah. break. Yep, you don't want to overdo it. Yeah, I give my... That's why I load up on podcasts and then i'll give myself two weeks of no recording and then i'll do like four in a week and then i it's good for the mental man yeah they also like staying off of social media man that's just like that's my biggest problem is like there's a lot of people's problems man i think we all kind of soaked up in the shit and we're not using this shit as a tool we're using it as like a necessity of life like you know how many people wake up in the morning and go right to it well that's crazy that you don't even like instead of taking time and meditating in the morning maybe and then, you know, going to the gym for your body and then then yeah. checking it out. People are literally waking up and like, that's the first fucking thing they're doing. I've been back on my grind for two months of every day waking up, meditating, doing yoga and going for a run or doing a lift. How do you like, feel? I, amazing. Yeah. And I'm still not out of the like darkness I was in. Yeah. It was like two years of not doing it. But I it's I'm starting to feel like. So much less doom and gloom. Yeah. Like I'm happy about creating. I'm happy yes. about everything because it's like how are you eating though? That's my problem. Is I need to be better because yeah. I'll just like get really baked and be like, I worked out. I'll eat like <laughs> shit. Yo, weed is fucking shit will kill you, right? Yeah. But I the also food. like makes you has got the crazy munchies like, and you just wanna yeah. eat garbage. See, that's why I like good munchies. Yeah. You like you're you look pretty healthy, like I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's been times I eat junk food, too, man. Like, Yeah, but do you care? You think about I try that? To, I mean, here. I'm trying to conscious with it. I try not to drink too much soda. There's just, like, certain food that I just can't have without soda, like pizza or, like, wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, that's Chinese sick. food is my problem. Chinese, too, that's with, my with soda. Yeah. I, need, I need soda with Chinese that's food. That's why I drink seltzer all the yeah. time. Sponsor me, Polar. <laughs> <laughs> Little shameless shout-out. Hey, I went to school. You know Wachusett Mountain? 
I do. They also own Wachusa Mountain. Oh, no shit. I yeah. think they don't they have some beer. Wachusa beer. Oh, yeah. The blueberry. Yeah. 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 Drinking. Do you, are you like, do you think about, you, you're drinking Bud Lights, but. Yeah, I'm just yeah, a little frat water. Yeah. I try not to. <laughs> drinking was, I used to drink heavy. So I try not yeah, to drink. Yeah. I mean, I think. Anymore. Shit, man. I started drinking kind of young. I'm not going to lie. How old were you when you started smoking and when you started drinking? Like eighth, ninth grade. For both? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say like excessively, just like, you know, trying yeah. it out. Like I used to fucking hate beer. I used to like have to pinch my nose and you know what I'm saying? I just see my brother's partying and it's like, that was, the, you know? Yeah. And I think as I got older, like into high school, everyone was like heavy into drinking and I was just more on like smoking shit, you know? And I went to college that got back into drinking but now I'm just like keep it nice and easy now. A few beers. Yeah. You're really, a weed connoisseur. Yeah, I just smoke my good weed and that's it. That's it. Shout outs to uh that, Oh yeah, we've that been fake, smoking that fake on bougie. Fake bougie. I got some Wendy Pepper. I'll hold corn. it up to the camera. Hit up fake bougie underscore Ryan on Instagram. Right You'll see the logos in the corner. But yeah. Where, smoking is what you yeah and i love smoking weed man i don't think sometimes i think i want to quit but i'm like damn i think about I just, that too i just love I it so much yeah and i i stopped i, I took to... edibles so strong that i wanted to quit the other day oh yeah hell yeah are you kidding me bro edibles will make you like question life yeah <laughs> he was like like a thousand milligrams and that shit yeah like, nah chill just, just fuck chill. me up man <laughs> no yeah i quit i quit Weed for like a couple months trying to get a job a while back. And uh, I remember I started smoking again. That shit just wigged me out. Like the paranoia, like I was just, you know what it was? I didn't like jump into it smoking a ball pack or a few hits. I jumped into it smoking some OG oh, yeah, in, a fucking, in a Dutch. The- I went back to the blunt I would normally smoke. And I smoked that shit, man. And I'm driving. And I felt like I was on a fucking boat. I was like... <laughs> I was like, yo, I need to get the fuck home. <laughs> I went home. I was walking up the steps. I felt like I felt like I had those Nickelodeon moon shoes on. Like I was like, I was like, yo, I'm fucking wigging right now. And I maybe not want to smoke weed again. And until I realized when I started smoking like every day again, that that was the feeling. Yeah, I don't like having a like low to tolerance for weed. Now, that's why there's so many people nowadays who like you like smoking a joint. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't smoke no more. I get too paranoid. That's yeah. where it's from. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know. Like, maybe just take a few hits and you're good. But don't I smoke can't the whole even joint. smoke with girls on dates anymore. Oh, yeah. Shit. Because no. my weed, like, the weed's too... This is what fucking the... fake bougie weed's too strong. <laughs> well, the girl's getting all girl, fucking silly. They'll take a hit and then they'll just be like... <laughs> all quiet and yeah, it's like, damn, this is going to be the worst. You know what I mean? I should just yeah. drop you off right now. Yeah. Like, it's a I waste of time. Uh, yeah. But they can't outsmoke. Like, uh, we smoke. Yeah, we smoke like, more. That's why that's why you gotta bring them out, take them, you know, out to eat, and then fuck them, and then smoke the weed. So, they, so then they stay quiet yeah, after that. Smoke the weed after you fuck them in the bed, right? And then they just stay true. quiet, and that's like, ah, right, that's cool. Ask me to take mushrooms with them. Yeah, I, I can't do that. Like, I, are you serious? Nah, I can't. Nah. Like, I need to be with. Best friends yes, when I take hand, hands I can't down do it by myself, and I don't like public. 
Like I need to be yeah, in like a room like this the woods, in the woods, just in the chill with homies. Yeah. So you can just geek out and fuck. I don't him. know. I'd see the the rifle and the gas mask. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in Muggs' studio and he's got some wild writing on in his inside of his studio and I was drinking the fungus. Shout out to fungus. I oh drink, yeah, shout out to fungus. Um, has some of that and I think it has some dirt in it, which is like the, you know, the the pulp. Yeah. And I was just sitting there, just started like, oh fuck, I need to get up. I had to like go outside, like those funguses readjust my it. energy because inside yeah. there, it's like all black with this crazy writing everywhere. I'm just fucking looking around, getting bugged out. How was that going to Muggs' studio? That's dope. The first time I met him was at the in Medellin uh, for the Medagio trip for crime. So we got to experience that, and I think when you travel with someone, um. You, you form a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? It's not like me just going to a studio and meeting him and then just leaving, you know? Like, yeah. you go away, you're eating food together, you know what I'm saying? You're having fun together. It's, and by the end of the trip, you, you bond, you know? You become like a brother and shit. And since then, you know, we always always meet up with him when I'm in L.A. I try to, and then saw him again for Cartagena, for that whole album. So I got to see oh, how wow. they work, you know what I'm saying? And I'm it's excited for that new album with him in crime. Yeah. yeah. No, he's got, they got some shit on the way. Muggs, Muggs taught me a lot of gems, man. And that's where we first met was at the Muggs. Yeah. Yeah. He was here out doing a little dispensary. Yeah. Yep. I won the signed bomb. Did you? I did. Son of a bitch. I haven't smoked out of it. No, nah, fuck it. Why would it. I? Signed <laughs> a, and it was crazy because I walked up to him. He was like, you're the comedian with the pug. No yeah. shit. It's, it's what's up. Shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I think you feel that way sometimes where you're like, if someone. You know, I, I, it's, it's important to, to be yourself because if they accept you or not, at least you yourself, man. See, that's a real. That, that's a I, thing that, that I'm having a problem with. now. That happened to us the first time seeing mugs. I think, you know, me and Buck Dudley were out there and we're kind of wild together. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yo. Crime was like, yo, I might want to chill. Like, I don't know how Muggs is like that. So, and I'm not going to lie. It was like a day where I was kind of reserved and not, you know, not really typically being myself. And that one moment, I just looked at Buck and I was like, bro, I don't give a fuck if he likes me or not. I'm going to be myself, you know? And just having he likes me more when you're yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just be yourself, man. Yeah, it's true. Because whenever you're not, like, I hate hiding who I am. But then when people... You just have to deal with it. Some people aren't going to like you. Yeah. Some people are, but like... Stay, keep them moving, man. Stay lost. Would you rather not like yourself and be yeah, someone else? Yeah, exactly. Like, That's a fact. Just be yeah. yourself, and if they don't like you, fuck off. It is funny that you say, you describe yourself as wild, because you, like, wear the mask. You're like, I got a wild side. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not as much anymore. I'm kind of getting... I'm getting older, man. 36, You're so... You're calming down. Yeah, I'm calming down. <laughs> 36 is not... I lived the I lived a wild life, so you know it's yeah. not like. What were your like wild years? High school, high school, and fucking college, man. Mine was college, and then after college. But I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of shit that I didn't do in high school and college that I'm been doing now. I've been hitting some like raves and shit now. Like, oh really? It's fucking I've never crazy. done Molly or ecstasy or anything. Bro, me, me, my homie, my homie Tony. After the thousand words show, we uh 
went up to a few raves. We went to a, one in Brooklyn. And we went to one in Queens. And this one in Queens was so fucking unreal. Like, it was something like I would have saw out of a Vice documentary. This shit in there that I saw that I never want to fucking, <laughs> fucking see in my life. Like, <laughs> Come on, you serious? What's going on? Bro, just... <laughs> Pretty much the guy when he when he when you either he, tell us when, that or how when, much you paid Grizel. <laughs> nah, fucking neither. The guy was pretty much saying there's like nothing else, nothing you can do in there besides like piss on the wall that they don't want. So like anything goes and pretty oh, much like, like fuck party. Yeah, yeah, there's like, you know, all sorts of there's lesbian, there's gay, there's trannies, there's I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This place is crazy. And were you tripping? I was doing some Tusi. You know what that is? No. 2CB? Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah, it's like a synthetic, right? Yeah, it's like a designer drug. Yeah, it's like synthetic acid, right? Yeah, they they do have... No, it's not synthetic acid. It's like... I don't know. It's it's good shit, though. It's MDMA. Oh, 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 it's MDMA. MDMA, like a little bit of special... You hear of that? A little bit of special K, a little bit of... I think sometimes they throw shrooms in there or, or acid. See, I've so you only... can't you can't trip off it for sure, but it's it's a rave type drug, you know. It's it's more like a. So sub, you were just like, I was just like, what the fuck? I was there till like seven, eight in the morning, and I fucking we left, and I'm just like, oh my god, see, what I'm the d- fuck did I just experience? I never want to see that again in my life. <laughs> I'm pretty chill. Like I don't like staying out late like that. I'm not either, done but coke. just I've never when, done Molly. When in Rome, you know? EMT mushrooms yeah. and weed. That, yeah. Like you say, you do coke. Never. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm too. I'm too hyper already. I need weed to like bring yeah. me down. Some indica, then. Yeah, I like sativa too, but it's just like I also know that I'm a monster. Like I'm just an addictive person. Like, yeah. Even if you gave me personality, yeah, like, yeah. I used to eat thirty-five dollars of McDonald's every night. Jesus Christ! Like I would fucking, <laughs> dude. He, he, I'm uh, pissed fake, off of myself. If I spend more than fifteen dollars at McDonald's. Fucking trash, bro. Oh, Ryan, I'm trying to. I underscore has these thousand milligram edibles, uh, and I took two of them. And I was like, I'm just like, a, so I know if I start doing coke, I'm gonna just be like, yeah, a monster. Uh, yeah, no good. Stay away from that shit. <laughs> Man, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you for having me. You know, I'm reaching out, even though you say you're going to have me on here anyways. That's dope. That's dope, yeah, that's dope to find out today, you know. But I, I just felt like I needed to share that story because it's kind of a wild story, you know. It is a wild story. And that's why. So if you see on the vinyl, you know, side A is uh, heads and side B is the tails. So that's why. Now you know. Now you know the story. It's a crazy story, man. And it's just the beginning, as you said. Yeah, no. It's fucking time is now. Yeah, you're 36. You're young. Yeah, Conway. I'm ready. I'm ready to travel to Europe this coming year. I got a lot of uh, things coming up there soon. What are you doing over there? I don't want to speak on it too soon. All right. Just because, uh, you know, you know, Sunny Jim. Yeah. Yep. I do. Dope He's been doing this shit for a minute, man. Yeah, he He's has. I got, you know, I definitely got some fans out in England. A lot of people buy my vinyl out there, but um, I don't know if I'll be able to visit there. I think what I'm going to try to do is France, Italy. I think those two in Japan. Sh- shouts to my Japan. People. I've always wanted to go Vanderoot. to Japan. Yeah, now we, we, we my whole Montego. We're gonna be going out there soon. Really? I think so. Yeah, we, we're trying to set something up. It's in the works. I'm gonna be going down to the next Columbia show. I think. 
Oh, what's that? I, I, I didn't know there was another show. The next one he does, Rick does. Oh, yeah. I've never been down there. I want to go down there, experience it. You'll have a hell of a time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know because I thought you were Colombian this whole time, but you're not. Nah, a lot of people think that, but no, nah, I'm Italian, man. Yeah, I'm so, Italian and German. I'm. I don't even. I'm just old. You look school. Irish or yeah, uh, like English or some white. shit. Yeah, everyone thinks I'm Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I lose my hair, <laughs> when I lose my hair, no one's <laughs> Irish. All right, thank you for coming, on, man. This is hey, so Appreciate you. Peace out, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.